pat 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 Hello to you! Grab your bag! Grab your bags, Jared. Cause here we go, off on an ATV adventure through the woods. Get on the ATV! And away we go for another episode of Podcast. I'm not gonna do the whole bag bit. I don't really care about it anymore, cause I'm in a weird ass mood. <laughs> You know I'm not gonna do it, cause I'm in a weird ass mood! And I shouldn't be that loud, cause it's really late on a Wednesday night. On a Wednesday night. Um, this is the latest Podgus episode ever. Probably not. I think I've put them out before on Friday. But listen, this is, there's a reason why... It's late. A good reason. And I'm not afraid of doing some spoilers. But, um, this week, maybe I shouldn't do spoilers. Maybe this is ill-advised, but spoilers. Okay, spoiler alert. Um, if you don't like spoilers, fast forward maybe, uh, four minutes. And, <laughs> I'm not even telling you what this spoiler is. Wait, I should probably tell you what the spoiler is about. But also, I mean, that's kind of funny. If somebody fast-forwarded four minutes, they were like, oh, I don't want any spoilers. <laughs> Even though they didn't know what the spoiler was. Wow. I wonder if you could just yell, spoiler alert, like dropping a grenade in a fucking movie theater, and people will just, like, cover their ears. I guess I, I didn't even use the right metaphor. Dropping a grenade in a movie theater... If you yell spoiler alert in a movie theater, then people are going to assume it's about the movie. So that was the wrong metaphor. Man, I feel like I've been dropping the ball on metaphors lately. Hang on one sec. Let me think. If you if you just go to the park and you yell spoiler alert really loud, that would be funny if some people were like, well, I don't want to hear a spoiler. <laughs> and, then, and then cover their ears, even though they don't know what it is I would be spoiling. Oh boy, I've wasted two of these, one or two of these spoiler minutes. They'll, boy, the people, the anti-spoiler people are going to be pissed if they tune back in. And I'm still talking about the spoiler. Anyways, <laughs> spoiler alert. I, on Monday, earlier this week, I recorded the first two video guess podguesses. We're going to video, we're finally doing it. I'm just too excited not to share, okay? So that's going down. Um, but we're not going to release them yet. No, uh-uh-uh. We're going to bank them. We're going to start banking. What am I, TD Financial? Who am I? Wells Fargo? Who am I? Um, Scotiabank? I can only name a, a Canadian ones. American Bank. American Bank. Yeah. Who am I? Silicon Valley Bank? That's not, that doesn't sound like one. Yeah, I got Wells Fargo right. Who am I? JP Morgan Chase? Chase Bank? <laughs> oh, Bank of America. I could have said that. Okay, anyways, I'm, I'm banking episodes just so that, um, Eventually, I will have a more consistent schedule going. They are going to come out 
at the beginning of the week, probably Monday or Tuesday. And so while I don't, um, I'm sorry that I'm kind of, spoiler, welcome back spoilers, alerts, is it time? I don't know. Um, so while I do feel bad for kind of ruining the uh, illusion behind all of it, you guys need to know that the studio is an hour away from me. It's a long ways away, and so I spend the afternoon going up there, and so I can only really, like, do... I th it would be just such a cataclysmic, ca catastrophic waste of time to go up and back every week just to record one. So, um, and I'm also anticipating that there might be weeks where I'm on the road or my producer is unavailable, and we don't... We aren't able to... Um, put out a relevant that week's episode. So the goal, the aim is to be putting out a good relevant episode every week. Um, even though you know me, I, I barely talk about topical things. I guess I do some every once in a while, but anyways, um, video podcast episodes will be out, but give me a few weeks to consistently go up there to bank some good episodes. And let me tell you the first one. So fucking good. The first one ever is so fucking good, and uh, I'm so pumped for it. So pumped. And um, yeah, we're going to have like, we're going to start getting a routine going. And once we get the routine going, I, I will have those banked episodes in my back pocket. And I'll be able to do consistent week in and week out, relevant, up to date, um, what's going on in my life that week episodes. But also, we will always have little backups available. And maybe eventually, since I'm going to be um, doing a lot of episodes all at once, maybe down the road, I that'll be an op opportunity for a Patreon, perhaps, where I uh, offer extra episodes at a small price. Because listen, guys, I'm broke as shit. And I've, I've been taking stock of all my entertaining ways and I am, and I was, you, you're getting a lot of shit for free. <laughs> you're, you've been getting away from free shit for a while, okay? And I know you like free shit. And I know you like me, and I'm grateful, and that's good. But, like, man, I, I gotta get paid at some point. I need to make a little bit of money. Well, how come, where's, well, how come I don't make no money? I, I still have that dancing onesie video. That went viral on Instagram. What is it at? It's at like 25 million views. And I still haven't been able to go to Instagram's office with an empty sack with a dollar sign on it and go, Hey, Instagram, um, can I have my money? Hey, Instagram, I had a video go viral. Can I have some money, please? So um, if any, if the CEO of Instagram is listening, hey, I need your um, banking information at Wells, at Wells Fargo, and then I can, um, I'll just, I'll just e-transfer myself some money. Don't worry, I'll be reasonable. Just whatever I think is right for, um, that video that I made that went viral, okay? That seems fair. Um, so anyways, uh, okay, spoilers, you can stop not, you can stop not listening. <laughs> How would that even work? I guess I would have to predict the future to know how long it would take for me to say these things and then say, okay, come back at seven minutes, maybe. And then I, and then 
I mean, I would probably be able to do this in post-production, I'm sure, to edit in a note and say, hey, like, come back for no spoilers at the end of 925. And then you would come back at that point. So I could do it in post, but uh, I won't. So um, you just got it. Sorry if I spoiled. <laughs> you didn't even know what I was going to spoil anyways. So, um, yeah. So I'm very excited about the, the prospect, the future. We are finally um, elevating our game. We're starting to um, evolve. And I'm excited about evolving and evolution in general. I, I'm a firm believer in evolution, both in terms of science style, like evolution, Darwinian, Darwin's theory of evolution, but also in like personal growth type evolution, you know? Hmm. Sorry, I had to drink a whole bunch of water. I, um... I've been, I've been, <laughs> okay, spoiler alert, TMI, TMI alert, uh, fast forward another minute, <laughs> but my pee's been really dark yellow lately, and I, <laughs> and I gotta drink more water, so, okay, welcome back, <laughs> that was TMI corner with Alval. <laughs> And I bet now that when you tune back in, if you skipped, now you're wondering what was so funny. But let me warn you, you would have to go back and hear some TMI to find out what I'm chuckling about. Okay, so, uh-oh, look out. That's tough for you, bitch. Uh, sorry, I didn't, sorry I called you a bitch. Last week, or no, uh, no, what am I talking about? It's not... I was about to say something, and I put it in the past instead of the future. Who am I? Fucking Bruce Willis and Joseph Gordon-Levitt from the hit 2011 action film Looper? <laughs> when was that out? I don't know. Who am I? Fucking Dr. Manhattan? Is time irrelevant to me? Anyways. Um, next week, I am showcasing for Just for Laughs. And that's exciting. I'm not going to get ahead of myself. I'm not going to put my eggs in a basket. But um, I've done Just for Laughs two years in a row. And <clears throat> just so you know, Just for Laughs is the biggest comedy festival in the world. So um, it's a pretty big, big ass feather in my cap. It's a good, ginormous pelican feather a big old fucking peacock feather nice and blue and glittery maybe a little blue green you know depending on the hue and the lighting you know um and and the angle so let me tell you what an honor it would be to do it three years in a row you know what i mean has anyone ever done that before probably but has anyone my age done that before Probably, but has any trans person done that before? Maybe I don't know about that. I should. I don't want to look into it in case someone has, and then I'll. That'll make me sad. Has anyone Canadian done that three years in a row? Probably. Has anyone? 
<laughs> but have I ever done it? Probably not. I don't know. Since I'm Dr. Manhattan and time is irrelevant, then maybe future me does it and that's past me or it could be present me. What if I'm talking from the past to the present, which is the future, you know? And you'll be listening to this in the future. So my present is your present. No, your present is my future, but it's but my future is a projection of my present self, you know? Okay, you got it? Is Neil deGrasse Tyson listening? Neil, help me out a little bit. Um, so my showcase next week. Excited? Excited. There are... Oh, man. Other showcases I've done. Oh, see, this is the thing. When I first showcased for JFL, I was in the closet and I was in... I was like seven years into the game, I think. And uh, I did okay. It was meh. It was so... It was very, like, party boy... I was fun, but not JFL material. I wasn't, like, uh, exceptional. I wasn't uh, unique or outrageous or have, like, a very different point of view. And then when I finally got to do it again, uh, I was a show stealer. And I was fresh out the closet. And I was on the cutting edge of myself and my own perspective. And I was exploring... um, you know, it it was very obvious on stage that I was, I was living my material live in front of the audience, just being like, yeah, I'm fucking, I don't know who I am and I'm figuring it out. And this is where I'm at right now. And it, and it killed. And that's what's been working for me. So I hope I never truly know who I am. <laughs> that's the moral of the story. I'll stop getting JFL. When I, when I show up knowing who I am. No, that's not true. So, <clears throat> so I got, I got a whole bunch of festivals based on that first showcase. And last year I got in, I don't think I showcased again. I think I just got in based on my, um, based on the reputation I had for growth. And I did recorded a thing for JFL too, as well. So, um, I don't know. This is me all just, all uh, um, projecting and uh supposing and who knows you know uh there's a new guy in town who books all the acts and so he's he saw me once a couple weeks ago i reached out to him and said hello and introduced myself he seems like a very nice guy very nice and i mean that very nice guy um and then he popped in on a show that i happened to be doing with some of the material that I plan on doing for the showcase and a smashed. So I have a good first impression and um, he'll get to see me do it all over again. And unless there's another fucking trans woman out there copying my shtick and you know, absolutely. They can talk about their journey. You know, I can't lay claim exclusive claim to that as a narrative, but if they wiggle waggle their arms around and they talk like me and they act like me and they have the same POV and perspective as me, then I'll be, I'll be so mad. I'll be so mad, you guys, but I won't do anything about it. <laughs> I'll just go, oh man, oh, I got to work harder and then be annoyed, you know? Because how do you, like, if somebody's sort of stealing your shtick, then how do you 
really pin them down on that, you know? Like, I rem I vaguely remember, I don't know what, who, where this rumor even happened, but it was like one of those things that you heard from somebody who said they heard from somebody else and then posted it on the internet. So who knows what truth there is to it. But, um, lore, legend has it that Dane Cook cornered, I think, Sebastian Maniscalco, or no, not him. Um, oh, oh, he's an Asian guy who's very physical, never, never reached the heights of Cook. Um, Asian Dane Cook, let's see if that, uh, does anything. No. Xvideos.com. Dane Cook Asian. I'm not even going to click on that. No way. Hot Asian with Dane Cook X hamster. There is Dane Cook porn out there? There's no way. There's no way. No, I don't believe it. I'm not going to fall for it. Don't worry. I'm not going to fall for it. Anyways, that's that might drive me nuts. I'm going to have to pause and, and follow through on this. Okay, sorry guys, I just spent like five minutes unsuccessfully trying to find out who this was. But I'm, I'm going to finish my point. <clears throat> um, there's a story that basically Dane Cook accused some guy of stealing his essence. And um, while, you know, Dane Cook being the punchline that he is in the comedy community and now in pop culture, which I never thought was fair because, you know, he... He, like, fucking, he was crazy. He was a superstar comedian, and, like, he got too big for his britches, and then everyone turned on him. <clears throat> but if you listen to the material in Retaliation, that shit was fire, dude. That shit was gold. Undeniable. I will stand by my support for Retaliation Dane Cook. Not the current one that's dating, like, a 19-year-old or whatever. But that's the Dane Cook I'll defend, you know? Because I'm Dr. Manhattan, and time is irrelevant and and I can choose pick and choose <laughs> which Dane Cook I want to defend and I want to defend that one um <clears throat> anyways um so like how do you accuse somebody of stealing your essence even though you know you can't tangibly pin them down on it but you can but you can really you know you can kind of tell if somebody's sort of doing an impersonation of you you can kind of tell. And this is the thing. I In the 16 years I've been doing stand-up, every once in a while there will be uh, a comedian who kind of gets big in the city, in the smaller communities, and then they'll kind of take on a protege or like a best friend. They'll have a comic sort of follow them around a lot. And usually they're like best buds or they're dating or whatever. And um, one comic is clearly newer um, not as experienced, inferior even, and then they'll both be found on all the same shows, and you'll start to see the newer comics sort of develop the same kind of tics, and the same delivery style, and maybe sometimes even a crossover of, like, material even, like, you'll see them kind of, uh, shape their act around this other, this, comedian that they're following around and so it was always interesting to me to watch that happen and to stand to the side and hear everybody basically trash the younger comic and be like they fucking suck they're just doing an impression of the other guy 
And then they're getting all these gigs just because they're friends with this fella, you know? But eventually, like some of these guys, I'm I'm thinking of some examples in my head and I will not name, uh-uh, but they end up they end up developing their own voice and their own style. But you'll still see like a little bit of the DNA of their inspiration in their act. And I don't think that's entirely wrong. Of course, once you've learned how to um, hone your inspirations and find your own voice, um, very much like I have. And the fact that I improvise so much. And of course, I toured and performed so much with a comedian named Jeff Leeson. And I highly recommend you look him up. He goes on stage and improvises everything, and it's all crowd work. And uh, while I do kind of enjoy crowd work, my improv is a lot more sort of just riffing, sort of inspired off the top of my head and and lacing older jokes into new threads or, like, kicking off the show with a rant or something that I'm observing in the room. It's It sort of draws... A little bit of inspiration from Jeff Leeson, but it's not like the pure crowd work that he does, you know, which is interesting. It's cool to to hearken that. But like, you know, if I did and I'm not saying that, like doing all crowd work for an hour, forgive me, Jeff, is is a completely unique thing. And only one person can do that because they're. There are a lot of comedians who are uh, masters of crowd work. None of whom I've I've seen do it like Jeff personally, but that might be my friendship and loyalty speaking. But um, but yeah, there is. All I'm saying is that I wouldn't know what to do about somebody sort of sti- somebody impersonating uh, some kind of version of me. And I would be so, I would, be, I would be flattered. I would be flattered as long as it was harmless. I think that's the thing. I would be very threatened if they did me better than me, <laughs> you know? Fuck, because then, like, what the fuck do I do? Where do I go? Oh, that must be the greatest tragedy of all time. When you're an artist and someone comes along who sort of does you but a better version of you oh that would devastate me i think i would oh boy i think i would um i think i would kill myself i think i would uh either fade into oblivion or lie in bed just like brian wilson did just like the song from um the bare naked ladies lie in bed just like Brian Wilson Day. When I have Riley Just like Brian Wilson Day. That's what I would do. I would lie in bed just like Brian Wilson did in the Bare Naked Ladies song. <laughs> I don't know if he did it in real life. I think it's based on a true story that he heard like a Beatles. I think he heard the White Album and then um, was so devastated by the brilliance that he confined himself to his bed for a long period of time and just got so depressed that he didn't leave his bed at least that's what i heard the story based on the song based on true events was uh therefore vis-a-vis um 
counter product is him. Have I? Um. Oh, but there was another thing. Oh, in in my searches, in my search for um this unnamed comedian, just you know, imagine a high energy Asian guy with. I vaguely remember him having like a very white sounding name though, like Jeff davis or something like that he was famous for a, a really short period of time i don't know if he ever really broke into mainstream anyways and in my in my searches check this out i um it was suggested to me the top 100 richest comedians list which now that i, I and i pulled it up out of curiosity but now that i have it up now that I hear myself read that out loud, top 100 richest comedians, I just think, let's spare a second to, to, to think about what we're doing here. I was going to read you some of the list because I thought it was interesting, but inherently, why should any of us care, you know? And why... It's, there's something that am I wrong? There's something that feels a little bit dirty about like listing the richest comedians and like exalting these filthy rich. Look at how much money they have, you know, like idolizing money. Does that is that silly? Am I being silly and weird? Is that a weird thing? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it just feels shallow and superfluous, and like it's. It's an art form, and here we are sort of quantifying, like, ranking, you know? People with with so much money that, like, truly, what is the fucking difference between $400 million and $500 million? You know what I'm saying? I guess you're, I guess one of you is 25% closer to $1 billion. Wow. Yeah, Jerry Seinfeld's almost worth a billion dollars. Get the fuck out of here. Wow. So, like, I don't know. It's crazy to think about and look at. But also, that's too much money, bro. Give some of it back. Who needs $920 million? That's how much he's, his net worth is, by the way. Who needs that much? You know? Whatever. It goes Seinfeld. Is Seinfeld at 920? Larry David at 800. Matt Groening of Simpsons at 500. Uh, Bill Cosby at 400. Oh, jeez. He can buy all the roof linen he wants. That is a, not a good joke. That is not a... I'm sorry for that joke. That is not a good joke. I take it back. Bill Cosby, fuck that guy. What an evil person. 400, has $400 million, this evil motherfucker. Um, Jay Leno, $400 million. Trey Parker, 350 mil. Matt Stone, 300 mil. And then, and now we're going steep drops here. Kevin Hart, 200 million. I thought he was worth way more than that because he's always like selling out arenas. But I guess, you know, you don't get like a million dollars every time you do an arena but he's young 41 oh man what am i doing with my life shit 
The South Park guys are 50 and 48, according to this thing. When is this? 2023? Yeah. Seems up to date. <clears throat> then I'm just going to list the names. Then it goes Seth MacFarlane. Then it goes Drew Carey. What the fuck? Then it goes Jim Carey. Jim Carey, I would have thought would be way up there. Then Joan Rivers, R.I.P., Rowan Atkinson, Dan Aykroyd. Doesn't he own, like, a winery? Shouldn't he be way up there? What do these other people own? Rowan Atkinson, did he make his fortune on Mr. Bean VHS tapes? Because I have all of those. Maybe he made his all his millions of dollars on VHS tapes. Sasha Baron Cohen. Bill Murray, Ray Romano, ah, oh, Deborah, I'm worth a hundred, ah, oh, look, Deborah, I'm number 17 on this list of, ah, uh, uh, hundred richest comedians, ah, oh, I'm number 17. Would you roll over in bed every once in a while? I'm worth a hundred twenty million dollars. Ah, all right, all right, all right. I'll sleep on the couch. <laughs> uh, see, he's just arguing with himself. Bob Saget, God rest his soul, uh, at number 18. Then it's Foxworthy, Jeff Foxworthy, Steve Harvey, Chris Rock, Mel Brooks, Roseanne Barr, Kevin James, Ricky Gervais. Ooh. <laughs> um, Will Ferrell, Carrot Top, nicely done. Attaboy. Conan O'Brien, love him. Love Conan. Eric Idle, yes, a, a Pythoner, love that. Jeff Dunham, Michael McIntyre, that's a UK guy that I I recognize his face. Larry the Cable Guy, Billy Crystal, Stephen Colbert, Dave Chappelle. Whoa, Dave Chappelle's not higher up. Forty-two, he's worth forty-two million. Didn't he get paid fifty for the Netflix thing? Where did all his money go? That's weird. I don't know how accurate this is. Didn't Netflix pay him fifty million? Yeah, this makes me second guess this here. Uh, I don't know about you, this this thing here. Oh, what is it? Uh, yeah, you know, I'm not earnings. It like counts as earnings, salary. Amount he will receive for developing three comedy specials to Netflix. 60 million. I don't get it. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get how they calculate this. He's worth 42 million? I don't know. Alright, enough of this. This is uh, boring me. I'm just gonna scroll real quick. Dane Cook is 47th. There he is. Let's see what interesting names are on this list. Um... Anybody who's a surprise to me, you know? John Leguizamo, cool. Good for you. 60, uh, he ranks 60th. Okay, this is dumb. I'm over it. Moving on. Um, ba -ba -do -do, closing all my windows. All right. Man, I was in such... Oh! Did I miss it? I got I got notes on uh, my pitch deck for my TV show from a producer, and I'm getting text saying that uh, uh, following up, and I had no idea that I that he that he sent them to me. 
Freeform? What app is this? My phone has Freeform on it. The fuck is Freeform? <laughs> what the, where the fuck did you come from? There's a new app on my phone. Okay. The, uh, stop texting me, gang. Here we go. Back to the task at hand. Back to podcasts. I'm sorry. <clears throat> Let's do a clanker. Um, I have decided, so... Um, Spoiler alert! <laughs> I'm just gonna yell that. Uh oh! And then every time I yell it, you have to fast forward three minutes. Uh, but anyway, spoiler alert. Um, I decided so. There's clanker of the week, right? And I decided it is after the last episode. Um, I realized it got me all in a huff and it got me all fired up because there was a lot of uh, I was dwelling on transphobia and platforming. Let's call it platforming. I was I was dealing with, contending with uh, transphobia, you know? And at a certain point, you can rant and rave against it, and you can have problems with it. Shit that upsets you. But um, in the end, there's diminishing returns, and it was really affecting me, right? And I dwelled too long on it. So this is the thing. I'm making changes to Clanker of the Week. So I decided, and this might, oh, fuck, this might, spoiler alert, repeat itself on the first episode of the video portion of the podcast. But, um, spoiler alert, we're changing up Clanker of the Week. It's, I'm going to give it a shorter amount of time. I'm going to give it more of a funny spin. Instead of a personal thing, it'll be personal sometimes when people say uh, funny things to me that make me go, you know, like home improvement show, like Tim the Handyman uh, Duncan of the San Antonio Spurs. Remember when he had a TV show with his three sons? (laughs) Um, Anyways, uh, Tim the Tool Man. Duncan, that's what they called him when he slam dunked. They said, there goes, there goes, and there goes Tim the Tool Man Duncan. <laughs> Congratulations to the MVP, Tim the Tool Man Duncan. Um, <laughs> what even? Okay, anyways. So, uh, Clanker of the Weeks are going to be shorter. And I've also decided, um, spoiler alert. No, I'm not going to spoil it. I'm going to say it when I get to it. So let's just do this week's clanker. And I'm also, okay, spoiler alert. Also, spoiler alert. (laughs) Um, I'm not going to clank. I'm not going to use the pot anymore. Because it seems, uh, I I feel like it's it overextends the gimmick. And by now, um, even if you're a new listener, I'll just reintroduce what a clanker needs to do. Or at some point, just let you know what it means. Okay? So, new and improved. Clanker of the week. Um, The following person deserves to put a pot on their head and rattle it around with a spoon until they get tinnitus. uh, Hopefully not permanent. Not like long-form tinnitus. But like, tinnitus enough that it makes your ears ring and makes you forget who you are for maybe an hour. Until you reset your hard drive like a factory reset. That's what Clanker of the Week is. 
aka factory reset your brain and let's start fresh so you can be a better contributing member uh to society so i was um absent-mindedly mostly scrolling on twitter before i turned this shit on and um i saw i saw this oh shit i lost it <laughs> no 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 i'll find it i'll find it um i saw a thread if i hit the back button yes yes back button oh <coughs> oh no that was gargly as hell okay um I don't know why the algorithm sent me this, and it's going to send me this a whole bunch now that I've kind of d dwelled on it, but um, there's this account called hashtag UFO space hunter, and uh, that's all I'm giving you. I mean, I'm sure it might be pretty easy to find this actual post because it's got 7.3 million views and 11,000 likes. Come on, people. Come on. Oh no, come on. Oh. And the reason why that upsets me is because I'm sure as you may have gleaned from the name, this 7.3 million views. Wow. Um this is a UFO a supposed UFO hunter. Wow. My goodness. And so he put, <laughs> so I'm going to just say he, I don't know why. I don't know if I've ever met, look, <laughs> I'm going to say something kind of sexist, but UFOs are for guys and horoscopes are for girls. <laughs> okay. Those are the two major crock pots that you're allowed to categorically be a part of. I'm being so problematic in this one. A Cosby joke before and now. But listen, you know I'm right. UFOs are for guys. Horoscopes are for girls. Those are the two things that you're allowed to be an absolute crockpot <laughs> about. So, hey, crockpot, you could clank. Put your crockpot on your head and grab a wooden spoon and here we go. Sorry, horoscopies. Uh, I think it's fun. But there's a point where if you take them too seriously, uh, you need to um, you need to install some critical thinking software after you do your factory reset. Anyways, oh geez, oh geez, did I just lose some listeners and followers? I I bet I mean LGBT people, a lot of them are into horoscopes, so I maybe just upset a lot of listeners. Hey, come back, y'all, come back now. Spoiler alert, I don't really believe that horoscopes are that stupid. Sorry, I, okay, fine, I admit, I was crossing my fingers. But, <laughs> oh no, horoscopes are fine, they're harmless, they're fine. Which, I, but I look upon them with the same credibility as most of these UFO hunters. And I'll tell you why, is because, like, who knows, you could be a little right. Okay, this is my, this is my outlook, is that I don't know, like UFOs are by definition unidentified flying objects. So if they're unidentified and they're flying around, then whatever, you've nailed the definition, truly. But um, most of the time, it's just idiots sensationalizing some optical illusion or something that 
ended up being a goddamn plane in the sky. Whatever, it's usually with any, with the smallest bit of follow through and research, you'll tend to find out that uh, it's a crock of shit, which is exactly what I am about to tell you now. So this hashtag UFO hunter posted a video that says, does anyone know, does anyone knows, sorry, does anyone knows any building with 38,000 foot height and has three steel bars pointing towards sky? Because I don't dot 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 so many dot dot dots. A passenger on a commercial airplane captured this. And then this guy hashtagged a whole bunch of UFO stuff. And so the video is this short TikTok. Oh no. Oh no. From from Dr. Harry Grammer. This can't be real. I just noticed. Okay, so this guy's resharing a TikTok video from a at doctor dot like dr dot Harry as in H A R R grammar G R A M M E R, not like grammar like spelling and grammar, but grammar like um uh, I'm an Instagrammer with an E R. Anyways, Doctor Harry Grammar, um is cru so it says cruising at 38,000 feet. What is that? And it's a video of these clouds, sort of this beautiful, actually, spectacularly beautiful view from his uh, his passenger seat in his airplane in his commercial flight. Um, as far as the eye can see, like a nice fresh powder snow. You know, it's beautiful. And he's saying, what is that? And there, And he kind of zooms in, this person, uh, in the video zooms in and there are three sort of, it's like a tower. It looks like a tower poking out of the sky, but three prongs, you know, three sharp, I don't even know what to call them, bars kind of pointing up towards the sky. And, um, so that's all the video is. And then <laughs> cruising at 38,000 feet. Okay. So the amount of people who just sort of took that and thought it was the truth and took it literally 11,000 likes, which, you know, some of those could be sarcastic. I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt. But 1,450 retweets, 100, just the numbers are silly to me because there are so many comments underneath that are like, yeah, dude, it's the San, it's the Sutro Tower from San Francisco. And those are, what are they? Cumulonimbus clouds? Cumulonimbus clouds? See, now I can't get my facts wrong. Now I can't get my facts wrong. Those clouds are not found at cruising altitude. These are ground clouds. And the plane is either beginning its flight or descending for landing. Stratus. Stratus clouds. At least that's what someone else says. Okay, so don't quote me on that because this is all Twitter information. <laughs> and so, so many people are like, yeah, you moron. That's not 38,000 feet. Also, in the fucking video, you can see mountains in the distance. What mountains are, are at 38? You know what I mean? Okay, now I don't want to be an idiot. 38 highest mountain in the world beat it's everest isn't it okay everest 
maxes out at 29,000 feet. <laughs> okay. So anyways, cruising at 38,000 and there are mountains in the background and there's a little piece of a tower poking out of the clouds. And this guy's like, is it a UFO? It's, it's a UFO. UFOs are real. And uh, and he's doubling down in the comments, being like, "Yeah, thirty-eight thousand feet. I doubt it's a tower." And people are like, "Oh no, this poor sap." So listen, don't believe everything you see. Maybe use a little bit of critical thought. There are fucking mountains in the video, anyways. Look, it took me like four seconds to research how big Everest was to get my own facts straight. Don't take, um, don't take anything Dr. Harry Grammer <laughs> says. <laughs> Fucking literally. Oh my God. That's a great name. It's gotta be a, a it's gotta be a mock account. There's no way. Oh man. That's so funny. So anyways, you're the clanker of the week. So so UFO guy. And people who believe in UFOs, maybe just, I don't know, or people who believe in Loch Ness and Sasquatch, please share and uh, scrutinize better evidence. Okay? Scrutinize the evidence you have before you go blabbing on about fucking Sasquatch. And Bigfoot and then fucking Loch Ness. You, you clankers. Okay, anyways. Okay, so one second. Okay, this is, before I shot her down, shot her. That's, I don't even know if I brought this up in podcast before. But, um, it's so fun. My roommate and friend and I, one person, not two, you can be friends with your roommate. It's the year 2023. Don't be a bigot. You can totally be friends with your roommate. Get with the program. Evolve with me, people. A succulent Chinese meal. Um, check it out. Uh, we have this, (laughs) we did a play once with a guy who said the line, like a hot knife through butter. And he always said it like that. And so so since then, every time there's water, we always say it like that. And so whenever there's a word like water or shower, we always have to say it like that. And there you go. Quick catch up to the inside joke. And so anyways, so I'm going to start doing that now for the rest of podcasts. And this is where you heard it first. So anyways, before I go... Uh, before I shower down, um, and go into the kitchen to put some butter on my bread and drink and wash it down with some water. <laughs> oh, man. Sorry, I should speak up and stop muttering. <laughs> Sorry, did I stutter? Okay, uh, <laughs> so dumb. You guys, I was in such a bad mood earlier today. I got so moody, and listen, I got moody because uh, I played Super Mario Strikers on my Nintendo Switch when I was on my way to electrolysis, 
and I was getting absolutely fucking dummied by the CPU, by the computer. I was losing like four nothing and getting like two shots on net. And listen, I thought I vote. I thought I outgrew my real competitive streak. Games typically don't bother me nearly as much as they used to as a kid. I used to like, I used to really have a ten tantrum, uh, a temper when it came to video games. You know, a real competitive edge, a real competitive streak. And I like to think it's cooled quite significantly, but. There was something about this. I think it was because I was just so helpless in the game. And the the game was so much better than me. It's just whooping, wiping the floor with my ass. And my computer teammates were doing jack shit. Anyways, that's not the point. I don't get me started because I'll go off on that experience. But anyways, I was, I was so livid for the first time in ages. Like, and huffing and puffing like a Dorcas. So I deserve a strong clank for my behavior on the subway, trying to contain my anger, but it was still seeping out a little bit. Me just going, under my breath, you know, every time I got scored on. So I was, and that put me in a bad mood. How old am I? You know what I mean? And so I've been trying to chill since then. And uh, I got electrolysis on my face, so my face hurts a lot. And so that's not contributing very uh, kindly to my t- to my mood right now. And um, I made some meat in the crock pot. I put some uh, drumsticks in the old crock pot and seasoned and threw some onions and celery and seasoned it with rosemary and thyme and roasted red pepper and garlic seasoning and then chopped garlic. I threw it all in there. And when I came home, it smelled like butt meat. It was a f- it was fart meat. The house smelled like fart meat. And maybe that that's what I get for buying a $4 pack of drumsticks from No Frills. But groceries are so expensive. And that also put me in a bad mood because I had to pick up toilet paper on the way home. Which, great call. Because now my stomach is full of fart meat. Anyways. And so the fart meat was, it smelled bad. And it didn't taste all that great. It You could kind of tell it wasn't the best quality meat. It wasn't bad. It wasn't like past due, but it was just not good meat. And I don't know if maybe I put too many. Maybe the problem is putting onions in the crock pot. I think that might be it. I should look this up. Maybe it was the onions that gave it the butt smell, you know? But anyways, it just didn't turn out that great. And I had to eat this butt meat just to save a dollar. (laughs) And now I have butt meat in my guts. Now I have butt guts. Now I got... Butt meat in my gut meat. Butter. Butt meat. <laughs> Anyways, that wasn't even what I was about to talk about. I just had to talk about it. But I feel so much better now. You know, podcasts improved my mood. I was kind of crumb when I started. And how full circle is that? I was going to mention. I was going to talk about my mood. I was going to let cut loose and let loose on that, and I got distracted and started talking about something else, and here we are at the end of the episode, and now I remember I wanted to mention how annoyed I was that I lost at a video game, and how far I've come since I was a kid, but also at the same time, that felt like a lapse, and maybe I need to analyze why I would get so grumpy about losing in a video game, but honestly, it was really frustrating. I was so helpless out there, so helpless. This is the one time I got to say, get good to myself, you know? 
because usually I'm sick of video games, but like I was just getting humiliated to myself and anybody who would watch over my shoulder. Do you guys do that when somebody's like on their phone or watching something? You fucking watch it with them <laughs> on the bus or on the subway or whatever. I do it. I'm I I do it unashamedly. Whatever, man. You're gonna watch a thing. Let me watch it too. I'm bored. I don't think that's rude. You're watching a TV show. It's PG. You know. You're watching some some X Men first class. I never saw that movie. I want to watch. Let me watch a little bit. So I don't care if it's rude. I'll watch. <laughs> but anyway, so like if people are watching me get absolutely shit on by the AI in, in a Super Mario soccer game and me going, <sighs> you know, then I deserve a clank. And I should really stop to think about um, how far it seems I have not come. But anyways, okay, so this is what I wanted to get to, and then I got distracted again. So, um, I wanted to, uh, to offset the clanker. Uh-oh, spoiler alert. Now, hey, welcome back. When I last said spoiler alert, this is what I, this is the point I wanted you to fast forward to. So, good job, fast forwarding. Well done. Wow. Look at you. Here you are. Good timing. Um, anyway, spoiler alert. Wait, I should stop saying it. Um... But but now, um, I'm doing, to offset Clanker of the Week, I'm bringing in some positive vibes. And I'm doing Thanker of the Week. And it's just a little thank you note um, out to a person, place, or thing that I feel grateful for. I want, whenever in doubt, when you're feeling like shit, practice a little bit of gratefulness. And it'll help your mood, trust me. I know that's wholesome. And maybe a little cringe wholesome, but don't be a cynic and just do this with me. Who gives a fuck? You know, if it's cringe to be grateful, then call me the cringiest, happiest little otter. Just chirp, chirping away on my little water bank. Okay. And guess who's, guess who's happier? Well, guess what? It's me. So would you rather be you or me? Would you rather be cringy and miserable and cynical? Cringy and cynical, or... No, wait. Hang on. Would you rather be cynical and... God. Would you rather be cool and miserable, or cringy and happy? I know which one I would pick every single time. And if you answered cool and miserable, then... I don't know what to tell you. You're going to get a greeting at the end of this episode. A very personal one. Give yourself a clank. Because being cringe is the key to happiness, I think. You know? Being unafraid of being cringe is the key to happiness. You see? But also at the same time, you know what? <laughs> I'll have to put an asterisk on that. I think some level of shame is probably helpful just so you don't... Just so you're not um, an uninsightful... Just so you... You don't want to grow up to lack all self-awareness. That's also unhealthy. So maybe a little bit of shame is healthy because that means that you're at least self-aware, you know? A little self-awareness is healthy. Anyways, Thanker of the Week. Um, This is, a, I, I decided, no prep in Thanker of the Week. Just going to grab these things out of my ass based vaguely on um just how I'm feeling right now. So I'm going to say a big old thank you to fucking... Google. 
No, I mean Google is kind of an overlord, but I but I gotta say I I needed to find out how long to roast a garlic, and I found that out because of Google. Otherwise, I would you know if this were the 1960s, I would have to rotary dial my mother, and then talk to her for 45 minutes just to find out how long to roast a piece of garlic, you know. Um take me as long talking to my mom on the phone than to roast the goddamn garlic in the first place. You, you hear? You hear? Um, not that there's anything wrong with talking to my mom on the phone. My mom's a lovely lady. And I'm thankful to her too. So, boom. Drive-by thanking. <laughs> my mom just got caught in a drive-by thanking. Uh-oh. But the real target of my thanks-capade, uh, of my thank-page, thank rampage, thank-page. Um, is, you know, okay, clerks at grocery stores, you know, inflation sucks and I'm sure the job sucks and it's mostly thankless until today where I finally give you the thanks that you deserve. Hope it's worth it. But anyways, clerks at grocery stores who like put that little extra oomph, you know, they don't owe you, uh, a happy hello, and they don't owe you pleasantries. It's a tough job, man, and it sucks, and people probably give them a hard time all the time. People probably steal in front of their faces and under their noses all the time and give them shit and demean them and dehumanize them and demand shit, come up to the counter and are like, I got this coupon from 2016 should work. That was when Trump was elected. Make America great again by redeeming this coupon for Pop-Tarts, you know? And, um, so that's a thankless-as-fuck job, and it's a tough one. And so I gotta say, especially for someone like me, who now I'm just wearing my mask all the fucking time lately, because my face is so red and irritated from doing electrolysis two goddamn weeks in a row, so I did it again before it, it like, really, really healed. So my face is gonna be red, Yo, Baramon's face is going to be red for fucking weeks, dog. Because I'm going back in next week and the week after. Oh, boy. Let me tell you. Excruciating pain I'm in. Um, anyways. Um, so, clerks at grocery stores, if you're polite and you're nice, this thanks goes out to you. So, I got to think of, a, of an alternative to clanking. You get the Wooden Spoon Award. You get a spoonful of sugar. Wooden spoon full of sugar. Enjoy your diabetes. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'll figure that part out later. I probably should have thought ahead. But you get... Okay. Silver spoon award. You get... No, because that... The silver spoon is not a good thing. Eh, shit. I don't know. Here's your silver spoon. I don't care. Take it. Take the fucking spoon. It's all I have. Okay, I'm trying to draw a, a line between clanker of the week with pot and spoon and... I don't know. Here's a spoonful of pot. How about that? We'll reverse it. Here's a... Here's a spoonful of pot. Silver spoonful of pot for your ass. As thanks. Enjoy this pot. Here you go. Have a chill day. Clerks who don't owe me any politeness or any... Uh, any happiness or anything it's always just so nice to me when um they're cheery to me and i that goes a long way because i know it's a tough job and it must take a lot of fortitude 
to be that um, positive and optimistic and real, recognize real, baby. And it just makes me feel nice as a trans person who's walking around with a red, puffy, irritated, half-bearded face. Because I'm in the, I'm really in the trenches when it comes to um, facial hair removal. I'm in the fucking trenches, ladies and gentlemen. Trust me. Your girl is in the fucking trenches of facial hair removal right now. And so, I gotta say, just being a beaming beacon of light in, especially in a ecosystem that stifles happiness, such as being a grocery store clerk, gotta say, mad props to you. Keep blossoming into the beautiful, happy flower that you are. Uh, individual clerk who served me at No Frills, Tim Nicholson's No Frills. Oh, I'll talk about that maybe next episode, how No Frills is, are owned by people. If you're listening from America, it's just our, like, our super cheap discounty grocery chain in Canada, No Frills, where everything is, like, banana yellow, and, uh, they're, oh, they're locally owned, <laughs> even though it's, like, a, a national chain. I don't know, I'll figure that out, I'll do that research, and I'll get back to you guys. So always do your research and thank you clerks. And thank you for listening to this pod guess because spoiler alert, these are going to be the last few only audio ones. We're still going to do audio and I'm going to try my best not to uh, resort to only physical comedy. But let me tell you this one last thing. Um, the episodes that we did record, nay film the episodes that we filmed are, um, there is a strong physical element that I still use my words and I still describe. There's like closed captioning. Um, I mean, we're still going to put out the audio. This won't change. So don't worry if you like to listen to me on your run or, you know, on your commute while you're doing some other stuff. Um, yes, I will still be there for you. I'll be there for you. Um, But now, for anybody who enjoys my musings, um, let me tell you, it really elevates the entire thing. Because you get to see me pull off these fucking hilarious jokes. It humanizes, you know, I I didn't do anything kind of sad in either of those episodes. But, you know, if I do have a very somber moment, you'll be able to look me in the eyes and know that I'm being sincere. Um, But otherwise, you know... It's really fun to watch me. I'm going to just come out and say it. I'm fun to watch. So, um, very excited about that. And thank you for listening. This won't change. I'll try to be more on top of things, um, until those videos start coming out and we get that ball rolling. Uh, but you know, we're doing it. And finally, maybe I'll be able to make an income. (laughs) Oh, fuck. Uh, whatever. Spoiler alert, future Dr. Manhattan Val makes money someday. Wow, what a world that will be. Okay, anyways, thanks for listening. If you're a good person, have a good week. If you're a cynical, cool, cynical guy, um, you're actually not cool in the long run because you care so much about how you look to other people because you don't, because you're too afraid to be cringe. And oh boy, uh oh, see, I just totally undermined and completely blew up your philosophy. You you contradict yourself, cool 
uh, miserable, not cringy guy. It's cringy to care about being cool, and it's cool to not care about being cringe. That's my last thought. I swear to God. If you're a good person, have a good week. If you're a bad person, um, maybe work on being more cringe. Okay, thanks. Bye.